Charging. Follow me now. Follow me now. Follow me. We descend into the madness like a wild thing. Rabbit. Follow me now. Follow me now. Follow me. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Anime Watch Club. As you can see, we are joined by a few guests. Our reoccurring host, as always, Adam. Welcome, Adam. And joining us today, we have our new co-host. First, we have Kat. Kat, would you like to introduce yourself? What's up? My name is Kat Zodiac, but first of all, that pun was shit. Second of all, <laughs> I go to sleep till soft, lovely, bleeding. All right. That's Kat, everybody. Next, we have Smiley. Smiley, would you like to introduce yourself to everybody? Hi, I'm Smiley. I um, I like uh, most shonen, and that's really all you need to know about me. All right, thanks for joining us, say Smiley. Next, we have Tyler. Tyler, would you like to introduce yourself to everybody? Yeah, I'm Tyler. I also watch a lot of shonen, read a lot of shonen. It's about all right. And then our moderators for tonight. First, we have Pat. Pat, would you like to introduce yourself to everybody? Sure. Hi, everybody. I've been uh, watching anime since I was like like 14, 22 now. So I've uh. I'm pretty well versed in it, and I uh, I'm a big rom-com melodrama kind of guy, so uh, a little bit of a different perspective, which is uh, what's important when we uh, discuss anime. I think so. Th- uh, thank you. Can't wait to start. And last but not least, our second moderator tonight, we have Miles. Hi, I'm Miles. Um, I wanted to start this. I've only seen about 50 shows so far, so I thought something like this would be a good way to uh, increase my watch catalog and you know get a discussion going. And I'm you know going to remind everyone uh, that. Madoka Magica is not a deconstruction. <laughs> so this is this is the ragtame cast that we have today, and our our moderators Pat and Miles. Whenever you're ready, take it away. Okay, so uh, one of the first things we wanted to talk about was uh, our expectations going into watching Maiden Abyss. So uh, whoever wants to speak first, we can uh, just go in order. Or if you don't necessarily have too much to say on it, it's fine. Uh, you know, but uh, why don't we start with Cat? You know, we'll start t- top left, I think, and go all the way around. Uh, what were your expectations of the show going into it? You can talk about whether that's, uh, or you can say whether that's, uh, oh, I had it spoiled and I knew what was going to happen, or it could be, oh, I had no idea, whatever. Anything that you had going into the show without actually watching it, what were your thoughts? Go ahead, Cat. Well, uh, going back far into it, like, what was it like a year ago like before i actually watched it at all uh i was not expecting what i saw first of all because like i wasn't expecting the music but like i really didn't have any like precedence for whether for 
if it was a good anime or not. All I knew was that it won 2017's best anime. And I was like, well, I'm tired of watching Borderline Hentai, so I might as well watch this. And fuck. Mm. <laughs> you could say it. <laughs> and fuck. Uh- yeah, no, you can swear. Fuck. Shit. 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 Yeah, fuck. Yeah, you can swear. Go ahead. You're good. You're good to swear, I think. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're okay with that. And if not, then that's an easy bleep. Uh, you're welcome, Pete. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on. Uh, uh, Fatal, you're up next. Let's, uh, what were your expectations? Well, I knew going in that there was going to be some darker elements to the show. It definitely has a cute aesthetic, but I didn't watch the show immediately when it came out. So I was going in anticipating it to be a really, really good show because of all the hype I had heard. I kind of knew the path it was going to go, some of the darker stuff, but uh, I was surprised by the music, and uh, yeah, well, I guess we'll get more into that later. Exactly, yep, that's definitely going to be one of our discussion points, or heavy discussion points. All right, Pete, what about you? What what was your first impression? My first impression, I saw, I did watch this roughly when it came out, and like just after 20, uh, the Crunchyroll award-winning whatever show that they had, when it saw that it won anime of the year and i was like oh i should probably watch this show so i had really high expectations going into it just because it won anime of the year so when i watched it and it was all said and done i thoroughly enjoyed the majority of the show i think that's fair i think that's fair all right uh smiley you're up next um i gotta say i had a lot of hype like i've heard a lot of good things before i watched it and actually um this show is, or this uh, podcast is the reason to why I had watched it finally. And um, I think the hype was too much for me. I don't like it, but I don't dislike it either. Like, I like it, but I don't dislike it. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, uh, uh, Miles, you want to go next? Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, going in, um, I, I guess I had read about half of a volume of the manga. Um, but dropped it, uh, you know, half a volume in. Um, uh, I thought, you know, going in, I expected there to be really cool, like, atmospheric scenes and for the setting to be great. Um, but I was, I guess if I had a concern going in, um, it's that I know people really, really love, like, tone disconnects between art and what happened. And I think that that gets overblown uh, sometimes. So if I had a concern, it was that people were overhyping, like, a tone shift that may happen in it. Um, and that, you know, while that could be exciting and surprising that, you know, that doesn't necessarily make a good show. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. And, uh, last before I speak, I guess we'll go with, uh, type it Oh yeah. So Pete actually recommend, recommended me to watch this, uh, anime. It's probably the first non shonen anime I've watched. And I guess going in, I kind of thought it was going to be boring and it was really not anything but boring. Yeah, there you go. That's uh, yeah, it's good to expand your horizons. We're already doing that on episode one. That was definitely the goal: was to get as many people involved and Huge goal. get people watching shows that they weren't watching otherwise. You know, you can find you can catch me dead watching a, a magical girl show, but I sure I'm sure I will cover one at some point. And you know what? Maybe I'll like it. Uh, who knows? <laughs> but uh, so that that was the whole point. And then lastly, I guess my uh, my expectations going in. I remember when I watched this, it was like the summer uh, it was last summer i think is when i first watched it um 
because I was just like, I, I'd heard enough about it. I heard, oh, it's 2017's best anime. I might as well watch it. I'm looking for something to do. I finally got VRV, so I was able to watch it legally. And so I started, I picked it up and going in, I knew that people said it's, oh, it's a lot darker than it's, uh, than it uh, seems like it would be, which a lot of the guys have already referenced, so I won't go keep going about that. But uh, like, I, I guess my expectation was to be absolutely blown away by this show, because if it won, you know, 2017's best anime then it has to have a reason why right you know so uh that those were definitely my expectations going in uh so next up uh that we're going to talk about was our first impressions so this is uh uh this is what we thought when we were first watching the show ourselves so whether that's the first few episodes what we thought or what we uh were surprised by anything like that anything of note that you guys uh feel is worth mentioning so uh if you cat if you want to start us out i suppose so first off like y'all making me go back into like 2017 2018 me and that's not a good place in my life anyway uh uh going back to that it was like i said i really didn't have any expectations for it because sometimes people don't know how not to vote for shit uh but when before like when i was re-watching it i just kind of tried to clear my mind and it was it was i could see some of the like connections to ghibli and playing with some of the different uh art styles depending on what like depending on what is being animated and what is moving and what is uh and like even with the backgrounds being more stationary than the more than the moving parts it sure. was still like it, there was so much care put into the actual animation that i that if i was bored with what the characters were saying which rare I rarely was, or what the character was, what the characters were doing, I was honestly looking at the, I was looking at the different things going on. I was looking at the backgrounds and how they were, how they were drawn. I was looking at the, the colors of the different creatures and like how, how they juxtapose the actual characters. It was interesting for my it was interesting for for from a sound perspective and from a visuals perspective that makes sense yeah i i definitely agree with that that it uh visually it was uh not something that i was used to seeing i would say like it was very different from what i was watching uh at the time you know i was watching lots of rom-coms and stuff so the uh the shapes of the faces and the eyes was very different from like lots of other anime that I'd already seen or had recently seen myself. Uh, Fatal yet? Uh, what about you? What are your first impressions? I actually watched this as a dub going through this. And my first impression was actually just like how good the dub actually was. Yeah. A lot of the times um, the middle shows that I watch dub, they're kind of like middle of the road, like where I would highly recommend just watching the sub over the dub just because of the in, the inflation and like just it's normally just a better uh produced show when you're watching with subtitles but i was never like annoyed or anything with the voice acting and i think the 
crew that they had uh, was top, like, 10 out of 10 job. They, like, it was one of the, the best dubs I've watched recently. And I know Rico is actually the voice actress who played her. I wish I could rem- remember her name, Brittany. Brittany Karbowski or something like no, that. No, Brittany Karbowski was a different character. There's two Britneys in the show. But the- okay. I have it here. It was Brittany. <laughs> it was uh, Brittany Lauda. Yeah, she's actually fairly new to the industry. She hasn't done a lot of like high profile cases or shows. And I was blown away by her performance. It was really good. And then you had Monica Rial, who does a wonderful job. She's in a whole bunch of stuff. You have, like we said before, Brittany Karbowski. And then, um, oh, it's going to bother me that I can't remember the, other, the <laughs> final person. But or one of the other big actresses. But, uh, yeah, it that uh, did, uh, was it Reg? Um, uh, it's based on the names now, but... Uh, I don't know. The dub was actually just 10 out of 10 job. The music was wonderful. And like the visuals were really appealing. And I found going through it, like there was that whole, this is a really dark or there's like a lot of dark contrast to like the really light and like happy feeling visuals aesthetic. I felt like that actually wasn't as big a deal as it was made out to me going in. Like there were definitely dark times, but the show I think it balanced really well where I don't feel like it was on like the level of like a Madoka Magica where it's trying to like catch you off guard and be like, Oh, this show's actually just trying to make you like regret watching it almost with how gruesome it can get. Even though it does get to that point at times, I feel like it balances out really, really well. Does the Rico voice actor in the sub sound as happy as she does in the dub? She makes it sound like it's such like a happy place to be in and everything when it's yeah. not yeah. really. Yeah, yeah. the uh, the voice acting in the uh, in the sub, which is why I initially watched, I definitely remember enjoying it. Like uh, Rico is very energetic, always very bubbly, very like, oh, we got to do this. Like, let's go. So probably We're a lot like the together. dub. Then. Yeah, just like the dub. I I think I I, I binged through the uh, the dub before this uh as a like a refresher for myself and yeah the voice acting in both was phenomenal i mean obviously i, I don't know i'm i'm a sub purist in in a sense where it's like that i prefer to watch subs in general but like the dub was very well done like i can definitely back up uh your guys's claims that the, it was uh professional and not, it didn't seem like it was done you know in the early 2000s by fans or anything like that yeah, you definitely, know definitely. um yeah, Pete, I think you had you were going to chime in, I think, earlier. Uh, did you have something you wanted to say? Well, I definitely want to branch off of the the dubbing. I thought Ozen's VA was unbelievable. I thought she was incredible the- in this dub. Um, kind of opposite of Adam, I did not like Rico's voice actress in this. I thought she was, like, the only down part from the yeah, dubbing. She was so good, I thought, too. I think she got much better in the later stages, but I thought in the early stages I wasn't really feeling it, but that's just me. But just, uh, like, first impressions from, like, first episodes. There was a scene in the first episode with Rico and Nat where they're just, like, fooling around on the first level of the Abyss. And something, like, a really minor detail that's something, like, I look in. But in Nat's backpack is filled with artifacts and he's walking and you hear all the artifacts in his bag clanking around. And that's something like really minor that you do not need to do. And it's just something that like, adds to the aesthetic of like 
they're like treasure hunting in this abyss and his bag is full of treasure and you can hear it even when he's off screen you know that he's walking towards you with a bag full of treasure i was like that's something really neat that like not a lot of shows put that effort into and that was the first thing that caught my eye i guess my ears in this case no, that's that's actually a very good point. Uh, I think uh, we'll definitely touch on uh, sound and music in this show because that was something that critically got it got a lot of acclaim for, and I think we, uh, I think most of us are going to agree that there there's good reason for it. But uh, just before we get into that, let's just finish up with our, our first impressions. Uh, I mean, uh, Smiley, you got anything to add to this that hasn't been said yet? Um, yeah, I have a, I have a few things. So like episode one, um. Whenever, like, uh, I forget the guy's name, but with Rico and um, the guy. And, Rick. yeah, thank you. And, never, wait, no, Reg's the robot, robot. dude, right? Yep. Yeah, no, the other guy. Nat. The one that, Nat. yeah, Nat. Um, when Nat gets, like, attacked by the monster, I was, like, at that point, I was, like, this is kind of, like, kind of readable. Like, he's going to be saved somehow. I'm like, it would have been more surprising to me if he had got killed off. Um, granted, there wasn't enough backstory for the character to where I would have not really cared if he died off early um, from that. But it was just one of those minor details. I was like, okay, I don't really know if I like that just because it was readable. Um, but I will say when uh, Red came in, I was like, oh, he's pretty cool. I like the character design for him and um, the artistic style for that specific character personally. Um, and then there's just some funny parts whenever um, teacher, or, um, I guess what they call him, if I remember right. Leader? leader? Yeah, leader, thank you. Leader, whenever he was going in trying to find Rico or whatever, or um, searching Rico's room and the robot guy, um, Reg, just kind of just disappears into the room. I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, okay. I thought that was funny. That kind of made me feel a little bit better about the anime first, like, first impression start. And then, um, like, otherwise than that, like, first episode to me, didn't, like, some of the aspects of it didn't make sense, like, the world-wise. But then a second episode came in and it kind of fixed that and kind of explained the world a little bit more. Nice. No, I, uh... I agree. Those those first that first episode was very uh, mysterious. It was very like like out there for me. Uh, that I guess I'm kind of mixing my impressions in uh, throughout. You know, with uh, so I, I won't need a turn at the end to go. Uh, I guess yeah. My last first impression, so to speak, was that the uh, the the world building throughout the first three episodes was done really phenomenally. I really really enjoyed all these artifacts like but uh and it but it didn't fill me in too much where i wasn't still curious like i still am curious now like where did they come from what purpose do they serve to the outside world like why why is there the abyss you know like there's all these questions that are still keeping my interest even after you know having so much of it explained uh, i definitely like that likes that a lot what have uh what have you got to throw in uh miles anything specific yeah, I'd actually want to like piggyback off of that because like in my list of pros here that I have for the show, it's building intrigue and world building through like small snippets of information. Um, and so like you know what you were saying, I think it it sort of does that right off the bat um, where you you know you're they're getting the artifacts. Okay, I want to know more about these artifacts. Um, 
the children find a skeleton in the first episode um, and they just sort of play that off like that's a normal thing, you know, so that, you know, sets a little bit of, you know, I guess it's some world building. But, you know, later on, you find out that these skeletons are very commonplace and they're all in the same position, you know, all the time. They're always praying. Um, and so I, you know, want to know more about that. I, my initial thoughts on the show were that it did, you know, it did a really good job of, uh, building its setting in an intriguing way to make us want to keep going and keep learning more about it. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with that. The, um, it definitely maintains that intrigue pretty much throughout the entire series which like a lot of series struggle with where okay you get introduced to the world and it seems very fascinating but then you it starts to fall off once you know whether it starts turning into more of a drama or more about the characters but this one definitely kept that intrigue about the world and the the various levels of the the abyss you know like that that was very well maintained throughout the entire series uh Cypher, do you got anything to add or uh oh, yeah just right away i was really intrigued with just the abyss itself not any of the characters in particular i just really wanted to like know what the abyss was and then by the time you got to the last couple episodes and they explained the backstory it was like whoa you weren't really expecting that to be what was going to happen yeah no i i agree with that i think that's a good segue actually into our next thing uh our next topic on our list is definitely gonna be the characters because uh i myself i i definitely agree with you that i was not very interested in the characters uh i mean by the end of the show i definitely was i was yang invested and i was uh i was uh obviously i cared for their lives and cared for their safety the entire time but like they the characters weren't anything really new for me i at least uh in in my opinion i might be a bit of a uh bit picky with this because i watch a lot of dramas so i'm used to having good characters or very fascinating characters i i was kind of bored by them you know one of them uh riku is just uh sorry is it, yeah riku did i say that riku. Right? Yeah, riko riko sorry um riko was just like oh i want to find my mom i want to go into the abyss i want to do this suicidal mission so badly was like typical find character yeah like it's like very like okay that's just a that's a character you know and that's all she really was to me at least as she like she had some personality which was fun but she was just bubbly and stupidly suicidal about trying to find her mother in my opinion at least uh regu is just a robot boy who doesn't really understand emotions is trying to understand them what he is it's like okay that's cool but we've seen it done before i don't know that's this is i guess where i start going off on my um my hot takes or my my uh disagreeable points i i'm curious to see if anyone specifically has anything to to say against it if they want to chime did in. you just call reg a fucking pasta sauce yeah, regu regu sauce <laughs> regu yeah well that's that's, that's how, that's how uh, they pronounce it that's how they pronounce it and that's what they spell well, it, it's so just regu. Regu. Uh, japanese or the subversion yeah no it's r-e-g-u yeah and the subversion it's uh different the sub i saw said reg it's it's weirdly pronounced like just how you do through like a ooh or an o sound at the end of all the names yeah. Yeah. It feels... well that's so... that's how the language works i'm pretty sure it's like consonants like a... are very most words in japanese and i might be speaking out my ass but this is my understanding from what very little i've learned is that's that i kind of understand words... too yeah, is that words don't end with consonants. Every every consonant, so to speak, that we use in like the English language is attached to a vowel sound at the end of it. So whether that's ooh, e, o, like whatever. So no word. So like my name, 
Pat or Patrick, uh, it would be pronounced Patrick, you know, with like a little bit of an ooh at the end of it, because Patricku. Yeah, yeah, like not necessarily that exaggerated. Yeah. From a person who had lived in Japan, I'm pretty sure you're right on that statement. Yeah. Oh well, there we go. That's uh, it's always good to have could <laughs> have uh, different people that know more than I do because I I love to speak out of my ass. So so I'm glad we got that confirmed. But uh, but yeah. So to, let's keep talking about the characters. Does anyone? Sp- uh, I don't want to keep it too focused yeah. in like uh, in order. So uh, yeah. Go ahead. So Bob. I had take it away. Yeah. So. I think that, I mean, I have some issues uh, with Rico's character, but I thought she was really well established um, initially. And I know, you know, she does seem a little suicidal, um, but I think they show her focus um, in a couple of different interesting ways. So during the, like, resurrection festival they have um, in episode two, um, you know, she gets her mother's whistle and all of that, and it's sort of implied that, you know, perhaps her mom is dead. Um, and she has a conversation with leader and everything she knows about her mom is about her job. Right. So she has, um, you know, she has lost her mom when she was young. She doesn't remember her very much, but she does know that she is this hero, this white whistle, this person who delves into the abyss. And when leader talks to her, leader tells her, about who her mom is, is like more of a person. And I noted that that sort of was weird for Rico. Like she didn't expect that sort of response. She expected more stuff about her job. Um, And throughout this entire stuff, I also noted that she never like cried at the possibility of, you know, losing her mom or anything like that. And the first time we see her cry is when someone tries to stop her from going down to the bottom of the abyss. So I think that, you know, maybe because she wasn't, you know, she was raised almost her entire life to do this job. She has, you know, in this orphanage, because they have children, right, as Red Whistles. They're orphans. It's, you know, kind of a weird society they live in. And, you know she's had this goal to be like her mom who's been you know this idolized figure that i guess it makes sense to me why she is of such a one track mind and i think that they establish that a few different ways i yeah i think that's a fair point uh i just get annoyed because it's like <laughs> i like i know you want to see your parent but you just you have you, you don't know she's alive and this is a no turning back mission like this is something that i guess yes you've been working your entire life for or planning your entire life around but it just seems very bizarre to me to be so especially at her age to be so um to, for one to be allowed to do this i can't believe well i guess she wasn't allowed she snuck out but like i i don't know that that's that's just me personally i think but uh cat you were gonna say something go ahead Okay, so that's one of the things that I just you guys talking before me actually gave me a good uh, perspective on what's going on, what on my opinion versus not really versus yours. Anyway, uh, before I go into an anxious rant, uh, so one of the reasons why I think that it's that Rico actually going through a lot of like Rico actually being the way she is in the story kind of flows with me is because it's the way that like in the, in the resurrection festival, it shows that people are, it shows that 
it kind of gives me a hint that the upper hierarchy, like the family, uh, the family values that are in, uh, that are within like the, before you actually get into the abyss, those are really just people who genuinely, who genuinely either a look down on the people of the abyss and they have, and have basically brainwashed these people below them to be basically their workers and then rejoice in their work or, and what I think, uh, what, from what I've seen in the anime so far, it's, it's just, everyone is so brainwashed by this abyss. Like there's something so magnetic about this abyss that nobody can really fight the urge to go down and the abyss, right? Exactly. Uh, and the issue that I, the issues that you guys see with her being technically allowed to go down to the abyss by a leader, it's, it's not really, a, I don't really see that as an issue. Like I, I understand why she would want to do that. And I understand why she'd be so driven to do that being that she is that she wants to find this person who she because i mean yeah she came out of her mother's birth canal but like like she she has never really interacted with this person she doesn't know this person all she knows is that they share the same uh they share the same blood quote unquote and that she, and that she's a hero quote unquote because and i say quote unquote because we don't really know like we know some of her achievements but we don't know if, whether she's a hero or not we know that she's a real person and we know that she is a nuanced character and she's got a fucking short fuse like so we can't really we can't really say whether or not she is truly a hero or not. And from that, I think that kind of gives me, I think that would give Rico even more motivation to meet her mother because she's not just this. She's not just all of the stories that she's heard. She's a person that has some things that people don't want to talk don't want to talk about and that would give and I think in my mind that would give her more motivation to find her I think that's, that's fair that's a fair that argument that was a lot because, I don't um, really know where that's going <laughs> no I think I think what your point was is that uh, or my understanding of your point was that because she doesn't know her mother she but she knows how much trouble she went through to save her and to get her to out of the abyss in the first place like well that that's that's something that i think might counter your point is the fact that if your mother went through all this trouble to get you out of the abyss why would you go back in but she didn't know that until she was in right well no uh that's true that's true that is true that's that ozen's the one who explained all that to her so it was really just another typical character just like going from hunter by hunter he's all of a sudden old enough to go take the licensing exam and he's trying to find his father. He knows absolutely nothing about his father. What kind of person he is. Nothing. Just heard stories that he's a cool. Mm-hmm. So Rico learns that she was brought up by her mother 
I think, either from Leader or her uncle before, but she doesn't know that she was remember because she knows she okay, asked so she Ozen she's of, a or like she was on or dead or whatever she's a living th that is the revelation with ozen yes but yeah. she did know that because she thanks ozen initially it's like the first thing she does is thank her for oh yeah because also about the glasses leader says your eyes you know there's nothing wrong with them but you have to wear these crystal lenses so that you don't yeah it was leader that mentioned it yeah that's right so you don't get sick because of the uh the curse or whatever of the abyss yeah that's right curse. i have a note on this oh yeah so in my uh episode two notes i say i wonder if she was born down in the abyss and then my next note is looks like i'm going to find out lol okay she was born in the abyss so we find that <laughs> out in episode see the yeah. future it's like Wow, he's so clever, this Miles guy is. All right, uh, Pete, do you want, or Fatal, either either you guys want to throw something in on this? Uh, what, any yeah. Any that stood out to you? Well, I, I do want to go back on that point, because there's one thing I don't think really got brought up was there everybody, but I think Rico, more importantly, is drawn to the Abyss by almost a supernatural power, by, by the curse itself. And so while it might seem odd for us looking in like why does she w want to go on this suicide mission at such a young age it's important to remember we find out later on that once she gets out of the the box when she comes back alive her first action was to go towards the abyss she is drawn to it just like the other creatures that are transformed by the curse so i think while it might seem odd in the first few episodes that's something that becomes a realization later on that it's something she might not even realize she's like being under the effect of, but it's the curse of the abyss pulling her towards the bottom. I th yeah, that's a, I think that's a very good point. That's a good point, actually, Adam. Uh, I completely actually forgot about that. And I think that it actually adds to why like their, their adventure is so important. And it adds to like why that she needs to do this even more than just, uh, finding her mother, it's just another reason for her to go to where she needs to go. It's kind of like a, like some, some destiny that she needs to fulfill. Even if it like, it, it, to me, it seems like even if her mother wasn't down there, that she'd still be like driven to go down there regardless. I don't know to the extent of what she's trying to do right now, but like she has that drive in her, no matter what type of thing. 100%. I feel like that's just the excuse that she has in her own head for why she's going down yeah. there is that it's her mother. But in reality, they're, she didn't need a reason. She was going to be drawn there regardless. Can I just say, uh, my only big nitpicky thing about the characters in the show is that it's so emphasized on her mother and that her father is just like a afterthought the entire show. Like, this is my lame-ass husband. Uh, what's his name? Torka. He's in my group. I married him. Now we're going to have a baby. Okay, now he's dead. It was just like really quick, just like, her dad means almost nothing in this entire story. Like, it's all around her mother. I was like, it'd be kind of cool, to, like, if you wish you cared about your dad, but that's just how the story that'll, goes. That'll be the season but, three arc, that he's actually some omnipotent being, you know, or something like that. He's right. But here's the thing. That, that I actually thing, wrote though, down like, that I thought he was right. Like, the thing is, when you're on top of the abyss, all you hear is about the Annihilator. You hear about her mother the whole time. And the thing is, like, even, like, she wants to embrace her mother. She knows nothing about her father. And 
for all we and until we get to the part where it says, "Hey, hey, this dude that looks plain as fuck, dick me down, and I'm gonna have a baby." So like, <laughs> like, there, like she doesn't even know, like it doesn't even mention that she even cares any about her father. Uh, uh, I just want to segue into another character uh, just to bring this up. I honestly don't really like it when Reg is the, when Reg is the, like, focus, the focal point of the show. Because Reg is kind of, I get strong, like, really shonen e vibes and i'm not okay with it yeah, what like, is the show category like it's not a shonen is it like, it's what probably do they call it? uh, it's probably uh, not categorized to be right honest now. it's probably um, not categorized as anything like that it's probably just categorized as like an adventure because not everything has to be labeled as like it's a shonen or anything like it's that. technically uh categorized as a as a fantasy isekai it's not isekai. It's not Definitely isekai. It's a sci-fi, adventure, mystery, drama, and fantasy. So yeah, not everything has to be classified as like a specific genre because this show isn't really targeted towards a certain age demographic. I was going to say, I feel like it could be for any age group, really. Yeah. I, yeah. I, th- I think it is more... I think people more our age would enjoy this style of show. I don't think a 12-year-old will enjoy it the same way that me, a 29-year-old, enjoys it. So No, definitely not. But I, it's it's one of those things where it's just not categorized. But like, okay, going back to just getting back to the character Reg, like, there's something about it's it's mainly his insight and decisiveness. I don't think that works too well as a as a focal point character, even if it's not for prolonged periods of time when he is the main focus of the show, like Rico herself, she can, she can actually carry the show. She can carry a story forward. Uh, it like, it doesn't get annoying. I feel like she and does the most of the time be... though. Doesn't she? I feel like reg isn't really that, uh, much of a pinnacle as like the main character in most of the show. The only time that I can really think of it is in the, fight with the what's it called the orb piercer in episode 10 i think that's like the yeah, only like real that's only like the real main focal point of reg because that's when rico is poisoned and she really can't like do anything and so everything is focused on reg's decisions and how he's going to handle the situation well it's not just then it's also when um ah oh, shit what was it had to be hold on i'm I'm going to look yeah. it up real quick. and no, I agree with you, so I'll say some stuff. I mean, I think that I, I like Reg because he, he reels in Rico a bit, and I think that's necessary um, because without it, she would probably just jump and see where, you know, she landed. Um, but we do get some of his internal monologue and stuff when they're first meeting Ozen, um, for example, um, and just in various times, he'll, like, think to himself various things. Um, so I, I feel like... You know, it, he's not the the main character, but he sort of is a point of view character sometimes. I almost feel like the Abyss could be the main character, and like oh, you can jump around all over the place yeah. and have 
you know, if it goes seasons and seasons, you might not see Reg or Rico for, you know, five, six, seven episodes at a time. Wow. Uh, that, that's deep, bro. That's deeper than the abyss. Yeah, that is pretty deep. <laughs> wow. I gotta say, um, for me, for, like, characters and stuff, like, especially the very beginning, like, I kind of wish they had slightly gone into the people in the orphanage, but granted, not many of them cared after a certain point. Like, it didn't matter after a certain point, but I do kind of wish they had gone into some of the side characters a little bit more, like, backstory-wise, and, like, especially leader. Like, I, I mean, like you saw a little bit for, for him, like, whenever um, Rico's mom... When you like, you see him as a little kid. I mm -hmm. like that. Like, I kind of wish they had gone a little bit more into that type of side of things. But as far as character-wise, I liked Reg. He's awesome. Rico, he's awesome. That's like when Nat first appeared. I was like, oh, he better not be the protagonist. He's gonna be a bland bitch protagonist. And I'm like, I do not want him to be no. the protagonist. So I'm I just glad he's that. kind of out. Definitely. He's almost the antagonist at a certain point in the show when they're trying to escape. Yeah, that's true. Well, that also brings up a of another like kind of interesting point because it's instead of it being like one just fell one just full on story throughout the whole throughout the whole show, it's told in like in three episode increments. Like uh from well not three episode increments, but like increments. So episode one to three being the like going into the abyss four to six four to yeah four to six or four to five four to five being like the actually getting into the abyss and learning and learning about what's deeper in there six to Eight being like the man versus wild training, <laughs> training montage, and like nine to twelve. Fuck me, I'm gonna cry. Yeah, we'll get no into kidding. that later. <laughs> I think they do and, do that on purpose. They did that on purpose because of how the they changed the movies for the episodic shows, so that that way they can like make a, a lot of shows do that. Like I know, like, uh, like haiku like it's season one is like two movies as well so they do something so they can break up the episodic shows into certain like i don't know short arcs so that way they can make a movie out of it so one through six is movie one and then seven through 13 is movie two so they do kind of like set it up as like i guess in this case it's like two mini shows in one 13 episodic uh season yeah, so if we want to get into that, actually, we can start to talk about uh, those final episodes because I feel like, in general, the, oh. the well, actually, let let let's we're skipping over one thing. I think what we, one one thing we can talk about for sure is the abyss itself. Uh, I I think uh, if anyone has any specific points or like things that they like about the abyss, like well, one thing that I really liked about it was how uh, it it really was like nothing we had ever seen before like the only thing i can really think of in like pop culture in general that is anything even close to remotely similar to this is like the mist from that St uh, from stephen king's novels and and the movies that were based off of it like other than that like there's just this the mystery uh that is around the abyss and like it's 
it's just, it just draws you in and like i really like that analogy that the the abyss is almost like its own character because like all the creatures in it are are unique and fascinating and like all the artifacts are cool looking they look but they also look like they have like a purpose or a connection to each other like it's all just very oh and then the curse as well like you know even just moving up a hill will at a certain point will leave you you know this is like bleeding meters, from your right? eyes. Yeah, you bleeding from your eyes. Wild. Yeah, it's a part of my French there, but yeah, it's wild. Yeah, Miles, what do you have to add to that? Yeah, that well, so I what I think I really liked about how they characterized the abyss was that a lot of the creatures um were like blurred. Um and like they were shot with sort of like slow frame movements. I guess I don't know how to describe it, but like they would move at like a slower frames per second than like the rest of the show was shot at. And I thought it added like a real, like ethereal feeling to them. Like they, like they were from this other world, right? Like they weren't natural that they were part of this abyss and it wasn't all uh, of them, but it was some of them as they were like flying in the background or flying at them and things like that. Mm -hmm. Just to piggyback off of what you were saying uh, real quick, Miles is like when you were talking like the, different creatures it's like i didn't really see them as moving at a slower frame frames per second well yeah they were but it was it it looked more like oil paintings like it looked like it was it looked like it was from not even a different art style of anime it looked like it was uh standard ish uh anime versus like violence voyager type animation like really fluid really um, not fluid but really liquidy and just kind of almost grotesque in a way but in a good way kind of like let me stop making analogies it like helps show that they're like they're made in a different media, right? Than like everything else. Like it shows they're, you know, different than every like things we've seen before. That they're other. For me, I uh, I liked the creatures in the abyss. They were pretty cool. Um, I think, though, this like there was only one that really kind of gave me shrills, and that was like the corpse eaters when yeah. they were like calling out, "Help me!" Like mimicking the the person that they had basically killed that that was kind of like sent a chill down my back and actually that i think that was like episode five and speaking of episode five that was i had a very big issue with episode five and i mean i guess i could talk about that later but well you can talk about it now because go for it i don't know how much more time we're gonna be talking about it <laughs> all right well um whatever she had her shirt off because Rag took it off because it was covered in oh, vomit. So I was just like, I'm like, what reasoning does it make sense that she's not worried? Like, he still has man parts, like, what the hell? And then on top of that, she just stands there without a shirt for I don't know how long, and I'm like, bro, just put on a shirt, come on, Joe. I'm like, I'm not into holy stuff, I'm sorry. The jokes about his uh, penis being all working together too were kind of funny it's like three That's different true. people are pulling his pants down and checking out his undercarriage <laughs> like what the f 
I think it's kind of like a it's like a joke of like um Yeah, it definitely I, cracked me up. I watched the series three times in like three weeks and I knew it's coming and I'm still laughing when this You know when like you were a kid and you went to like Sears or something like that and you saw like a the, like a female or male mannequin? Like I feel like it's kind of that <laughs> thing where like you're like walking up to it like well, does it actually have this? And so I feel like that's how they're kind of like picturing it. It's like, yeah, he's a robot, but does he have a penis? And so it's just, I thought it was something really silly, but uh, I was actually, I think we were just debating this earlier. Like the mild like nudity didn't really throw me off. That's a thing that I'm not a big fan of either. But like in this show, it wasn't too bad. Especially like in the tour. a lot better in this one. Like it wasn't yeah. just like, oh, look at this hot naked little girl. It was like, no, I'm taking a bath, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and like the the, the, the back ones the... didn't bother me too much. It was just like, why stand there without a shirt when if you could just. I think put that's one more on. of like her character, pose, isn't it? Like, that was such a good pose. I think it's like <laughs> I think that's like her character so... in general. Just like I don't give a shit. Like I might die. Like I don't care if you see me naked, type of thing. But like I know that she's like whatever. But like when we were kids, like we ran around the fucking backyard and butt naked when I was a kid, at least. So. That's fair, know. but I think girls had a little bit more modesty in that sense. I don't know. I know some weird yeah. girls. Um, so, like, one of the things that I... Well... So, one of the things that I want to point out is that they actually... There wasn't a lot of... In the term of fan service, there wasn't a lot of fan service. I hope not. Like, yeah, I would hope not, too. Like, even with the more, like, mature characters, like... Ozen and and the, the annihilator when she was just there. Well, uh, what's what's what what's her freaking name? Liza. Her mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There it is. Important character. Yeah, important character. Forgot her name. Eh, whatever. I forget my dad's name too. Eh. Anyway, um, he was never there either. So Ooh. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but. Anyway, she, like, even with her being shown as a fully developed person, fully developed female, it's not like there are tits and there's an ass. No, it's actually genuinely, it's it's taken into account how the human body looks in this animation style. I feel like we're going down a path that's completely irrelevant to the show. Yeah. I agree. Um, I actually, um, one thing before we move on to like further things, um, I had a question for y'all. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't know if I caught that right, but like, I think it was episode six when Marlock was, Marlock was, um, shown the apprentice of, uh, Ozen, I believe. Yes. And is she a cross, is that a cross dresser? No, I don't think so. They, uh, I didn't it's know it's the intention- a second It's time. intentionally left off. Or no. Okay. Are you saying like, if Maruk is a girl or a boy? Is that the question? Yes. I'm pretty sure. Basically. I'm pretty sure that uh, I, I look in the wiki. I'm pretty sure it's a girl. I don't know. Because, like, I, I saw, I was watching it and I thought it was a boy because, like, the way Reg asked her a question and then, like, how she got all flustered whenever Rico came out naked. That's the thing. Maruk is yeah. a boy with feminine features, according to the wiki. Is a boy? Yes. yes. Oh, wow. I was going to say, I, I gonna say they don't state it outright, but they leave little hints like whenever Rico comes out of the shower and is naked, 
they both like turn away blushing as if like they're embarrassed like I don't want to be seeing this right now and they they do little context clues like that to kind of imply it but there's mistaken. nothing that's outright stated yeah I was just wondering what y'all thought because I'm like oh that's like one of the first well granted I haven't watched much anime that has a cross tradition but if that's the case then that's like one of the first it's I've a seen. Trap. I'm like that surprised me it was like that boy girl in Steins Gate or whatever. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. I was calling um, him, I guess, uh, Mini Rem, uh, but I'll just <laughs> switch that to Mini Felix. <laughs> Mini Felix. I love Felix. Did anybody else think that, like, her mom and even Ozen, for that matter, like, they didn't look old by any means? Yeah, I think Ozen's that supposed to be like 70-ish. Or... I think yeah, Ozen that looks 70. She looked like she's like. I think it's like. Several hundred years old, I believe. Yeah, so like, how does that work? The abyss, it's, I see like, abyss. Everlasting as well. That, yeah, it's pretty much science. from what I was getting or gathering was that it might be that time, the farther you go down into the abyss, time travels at a slower rate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So if you're deeper in there for longer periods of time, it's going to travel much slower than up on the surface. And I don't know if it's outright stated, but I do think that is brought up by. Ozen at some point does kind of say that. Yeah, she says that Liza could have been on the ground for like maybe only a couple weeks when it was months or years. Also, Ozen shows that thing with her skin, which is like a sort of thing that keeps her alive, I guess, like in her more advanced age when she's fighting with Reg. Um, And it's not explained ever really what it is, but um, I think it's used to like draw a comparison between her and him but she is like patched her skin with something in order to keep her she, vitality up she she covered her uh her most of her body with like 120 something artifacts uh to make her stronger and it's not i don't think it explicitly said that it's keeping her alive but it's enhancing her her like actual abilities and also the well, I interpret that... it as armor, but I could be... kinda. At least that's what I thought. Because when she fought Reg, like she was like beating the shit out of him, and like she. Didn't... So I thought it was more of like like this offensive defense, like a Black Panther skin thing, Sue, where it's just like, okay, I'm gonna put the suit on and I'm gonna fuck you up type of thing. So that's what I thought it was like. I took it as like cybernetic implants, almost, but of the abyss. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe we'll find out oh. in the movie. Can I quickly touch on the whole Ozen arc too? Um, if sure. I guess besides episode nine, which I thought was the worst episode of the series, I thought the Ozen arc was also a little weak because it just sort of I felt like did a cheap bait and switch on you. So the uncle implies that Ozen is evil. Ozen looks very evil. Ozen, you know, then almost beats our character our two main characters half to death um you know it goes full out um rico or reg blacks out i don't i think it was reg um and then when he comes to it you know she does the whole oh i was i was just testing you thing also everything i told you before was a lie here's the truth and i guess i just didn't really understand the point of that like was it just to build anticipation i, I thought that maybe someone else might have had a better perspective on that than me, but I saw it as sort of a unnecessary uh, trip there. I think well, the po- I think there... the po- oh, you you go ahead, Cat. 
with the with episode nine at the end of episode nine, it wasn't that everything that she told her was a lie. It was that most of what she told her was actually true, but it was. But the one thing that was a lie was that she was that her mother was actually dead because I mean, we got to we got to have some type of motivation with it somehow, uh, which I can understand. I And I can agree with you with the fact that it was kind of a shitty thing to do with like doing the whole bait and switch. It was probably just wrote written by shonen writers because that's just like another typical shonen <laughs> trait you see in anime. Like, oh, let's see this guy we meet. They're really strong. They act like they're a bad guy. And then like two episodes later, they're best friends. And I'm now your teacher. It's based off a of webtoon. So you know what? Who knows? Like, And that was pretty early on in the story. So who knows? Maybe they're just not a, an experienced writer. This was a webtoon uh, you said originally? Yeah, this is a web, it web still manga. is a web manga, yeah. That's web cool. manga. Cool. Still I still want to read it. I was going to start reading it. And then we decided to, like, we voted on it. So I was like, well, I'm not going to spoil it. Just yeah. as a warning, there is a lot, like, the... Stringing up naked scenes and yeah, stuff yeah, in the manga are, yeah, they are a lot more graphic in the manga. I guess my interpretation of the Ozen arc was if you if you can't deal with my bullshit, you're not gonna deal. You're not gonna be able to handle the bullshit in the right. in the abyss. Because, I agree with that. So that's like what I got it's from it. it. I I did I didn't like how fast she like turned the switch from like super evil i'm literally going to kill you because like she like powered up like force reg to use his beam at uh like rico like the like it seemed like the intention was to kill rico and then like 15 seconds i should say 15 seconds but like five minutes later she's like okay i'm actually good here's like all my like party members my party members are going to back me up type of thing i was like that was like way too quick but i think it was just i think it's just like a pacing issue i think that like it's probably different in like the manga. They have more time to interpret like that situation. But I got it was, from it is just like you have to deal with this bullshit. Like the abyss is it doesn't have rules. Like you're going to find something because like they say in the, the show, like only ten percent of the creatures have names. So it's like you're going to deal with things that we don't know about. You're going to be the first people probably to interact with like a brand new creature. So get ready for some stupid ass shit. And that's how I interpret it. Yeah, and I can see that. It's I just I guess it was the first time I felt like our characters were actually in danger. Like I, you know, and then it was very quickly an LOL JK. Yeah. Um. And so I guess that just. Mm -hmm. At the I, same time, too, the abyss was known to like play mind tricks and like mind games with you with hallucinations and things to make you. We even saw it happen in one of the episodes. So like, it might have just been her way of trying to like use what the abyss is going to use against you like in her own like in order to like trick them and force them to adapt because like they're going to have to see visions of their friends and family and it's going to try to manipu manipulate you that way so this was her form of trying to make them deal with mental manipulation that they're going to be seeing much more so as they get deeper down Right. And speaking of getting deeper down, I'd say our uh, our final major plot point that we're going to discuss before our, our closing thoughts would probably be the uh, the Melty arc in general. Uh, one thought that comes to mind. Mitty. 
or Mitzi, Me Melt. Why did I say Melty? Rising of the Shield because Hero you're too Melty deep in the Shield Hero uh, shit. Uh, okay. No, I'm not even that into that show either, and that's that's funny as hell. Mitty, Mitty, you're right. You want to stick your dick in Rat's well, Alley? We get no, it. It's, well, that's irrelevant. But uh, no, maybe I call her Melty because that's how she looks. Um, true. You know, yikes. Yeah, that was a, that's a painful joke. Uh, but it's true. That's that's actually probably why I my thought was there. But anyways, um, oh, that's I, well, the one thing. Uh, first off. Uh, we they encounter I forget what the beast was called but they encounter one of those beasts that's the actually or piercer. or piercer yeah yeah that thing which that th uh, like I was completely caught off guard when they uh, ended up having to just cut her arm off like that was just like I had no idea that that was coming that like you know I knew the tone of the show was very dark but it just it it completely caught me off guard the arm breaking it, scene it is pretty. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah, that was, it, I was pretty uncomfortable, to be yeah, honest with you, like, like, I did not, uh, and I the sound of it, it sounded just as bad as it looked. Yeah, yeah I like, agree. Like, it was I... very well done, but I didn't like it, I, it didn't appeal to me in my normal, like, you know, I'm fine with gore, I'm fine with vor, whatever you want to call it, like, I, that, that was just not, those two are it, not the same! No, I know, but, uh, it, it but, like, it's, Whatever you, you I know what you mean. Though. It's like it's it's still like very n normal for me to see in a show, and I think like if it's done well, it can be be done very well. And if it's done poorly, um, <laughs> Goblin Slayer, you know, yeah, like it can be done very poorly. So, I, so I, I it wasn't done poorly in this show, but I just I did it didn't appeal to me. I don't know how else I to put it. It's supposed to be appealing, right? I think it's yeah. supposed to make you like, you know. So you have our character who has had this like wanderlust this entire time has always been go, go, go. And, you know, it, she finally, you know, gets a taste of what this is really like. And then her, you know, like it is brutal down here. Apparently we're learning this right. As this yeah. goes on and you're seeing someone, I, I feel like pretty realistically suffer yeah. and some, her friend have to make very tough decisions about how to try to save her life and the only option to save her life is to put her in immediate danger once again with the curse of the abyss. And, you know, he has to put out, you know, it's just, it's a very, you know, horrifying scene. And I think it's because, um, you know, of how much, you know, it's not just gory, but it's, you also see her suffer and come to grips with that. Her dream might be falling apart and she might be dying. Like it's awful. Yeah, it, it definitely does. Um, it does that well. It, it makes the horror feel very real. I don't know. I guess that I, I don't really know how to put it because like I, I it was interesting to me and it was very well done to me. But I it, it just didn't hit my boxes for in terms of like enjoyment enjoyment where I can usually enjoy a well t like again, this was a well created scene or well directed scene, but I just it didn't. I think I, I know what I you mean. I, I don't know. Like I was just okay. sitting there. Like, I, like, think, oh. I think the issue is that you don't see things like this type of scene in anime. I think a lot of times, like if you see somebody like break their arm, it's very like, like outlandish. It's really flamboyant. It's really like over the top. It's not really realistic. This was like, I'm going to slowly set your elbow in between this rock. And then I'm going to push on like the pressure point and then it's going to crack. And then you're going to scream like hell. It's like, it, the buildup like that doesn't happen in anime, like especially in like shonen mm -hmm. fights, or it's just like it just happens. Like it, there's no it, build up for this, and this is just like, 
am I watching an anime or am I watching somebody like actually getting their uh, arm broken? But like you said, it was like to me, it's not something I love, but I understand the genius of that scene, and I like I appreciate that scene, but like it's not my cup of tea. It was uh, to me the scene was actually. And this is gonna make me sound really, really fad. Um, to me, I actually really enjoyed the scene. Not that I enjoyed like actually watching somebody scream and cry, like artistically, because it was emotionally and like actually story-wise, it showed me that like even like at this point they are not like at no point were they safe but at this point the story is showing that they don't have plot armor they don't like if yeah. they make if they make one wrong turn they're gonna get fucked up yeah no plot and, armor except for you know deus ex machina and the nachi showing up out of nowhere but you know we're not gonna well I, i'm just gonna look the nachi is the amazing. best character so I far agree. shut up i mean that's actually foreshadowed right like her yeah, presence the is amazing her presence is foreshadowed, I guess, but still, it's like still convenient that oh wow, this person is just around to to see us suffer and to see us in our darkest, most dangerous, our our final moments. If if not for this person, yeah, that's, that's right. true. Yeah, but I, you can I, say that for the same for Reg whenever in the first episode when he saved. Uh, um... Oh yeah, and that I understand that that's what you have to what has to happen sometimes in in plots and in stories, but. It doesn't have to. It really doesn't always have to, you know. Like, well, I it, thought it was go. No, please. Uh, oh, sorry, I thought it. Was, I mean, like went apart. No, 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 no. I, I'm going <laughs> to agree with you partly. I, I don't think it's ridiculous that she was there because they they foreshadowed it. What I thought was ridiculous was her like whole attitude towards the situation, where she teaches Reg how to do um, rescue breathing so they can have like a kiss moment between the two characters instead of just doing it herself. Like, I thought that was yeah. weird. Um, I, I thought the bit, the weakest bit of this, you know, whole episode was when um, Danachi shows up and, you know, she's very slow and methodical. And I feel like once she was just like so calm, I wasn't worried anymore, if that makes sense. There was, um, I agree with you on that statement, like how it was weird whenever she had him do the kiss moment kind of. But I will say there were some parts where I thought it was, she was funny. Like, whenever she was like, oh, the only way that this medicine could go in is through the butthole. And then and then just seeing Reg's reaction to that, it was hilarious. I started laughing. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Nanachi as, as comedic, as, like, a comedic character in this very dark, again, very dark and brooding show. I, I enjoyed her presence, but I, I don't know, I just, I, it, it didn't feel... It felt out of place for me, which is one of the, again, like, so uh, a lot of people talking about how incredible the final act of the show was with, uh, with Mitty and the exploring what Nanachi had to go through and the suffering that she had and Mitty went through and why she feels so indebted to Mitty, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I just felt, I was sitting there that whole time being like, I, I, I just didn't, it didn't click with me as much as I wanted it to. And as much as I expected it to, I guess is another way to put it too, where I was expecting to be because of the prestige that this show had with its anime of the year, you know, constant critical acclaim. I was just not 
I, I, I wasn't as blown away as I wanted to be, I guess. I, I, to- I kind of get what you're getting at with that. I felt going into that, like watching it for the first time when I saw the whole ending the way. Are we, should we just say what happens, I guess, at this point? So oh, yeah, no, around I mean, it. We're already beyond yeah. the spoiler section. So, All right. yeah, just go ahead. When, when Mitty gets fucking nuked, you know, yeah. like when she gets Kamehameha into another existence. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, mean, I didn't feel. I, I was going to say, I just didn't feel anything. I'm like, okay, oh. I get where the characters are coming up from and why they're like suffering for it. But, like, I wasn't like in tears or like emotionally drawn into it. I'm like, yeah, that's probably the right move. Like that just makes sense that you should you should probably just take her out. Like I, I wasn't completely. I wasn't as emotionally attached as I expected to be going in, and maybe that's just us. I don't know. Does anyone else want to chime in on that a little okay, bit? Okay, so for me to be honest, because I wasn't expecting to be the odd one out, I actually got really emotionally attached to Mitty. Not just the first time, but the second time. I actually got more emotionally attached yeah. the second time. It uh, was... Go ahead. Oh, I'll say I was a bounce-off cat because uh, I've only ever cried to four animes, and this is one of them. And I remember the scene so well and how much emotion that I felt I didn't finish the show the second time. I stopped watching it, uh, the rewatch that I did on episode 11. Because I, I, I didn't want to watch that scene again. I was more it, interested in the Bollinger uh, guy and why he was doing all of this. Like, that guy, that's who I want to know about. Is, oh, is we that find that out in the, se- the sequel movie that's about yeah. him. Yeah, I, I, need that. I need that in me now. I need oh. that answer as well. I That's where I was annoyed because I was like, wow, this is so fascinating what he's doing. He's trying to, he's the... He's an evil character, but is he actually evil? You know, just because he's trying to advance humanity. He's got an it's like it's a morally exactly. It's like it's a morally gray character, which obviously to to us and in our society would be very, very clearly evil and would be very clearly not okay. But because it's, because it's a because <laughs> <laughs> it's a story, it's it's. Uh, at least in my perspective it's a good character to have in a story because it's fun to examine and it's fun to think about and to th- like wonder what uh uh what that would look like in a real in a real setting or in a story um so, so i think yeah i, I thought... just i just want to go back to like well you go ahead i guess just really quickly and we can go back to uh midi but i really liked what's his name bondred right uh, Bondred or Bondred, uh, something Bondred. like that. Okay, so he, had, he was doing ex- experiments on, like, the loss of humanity effects on the Abyss, and I thought that was, like, a really neat juxtaposition because, like, he's very clearly lost his humanity, right? right? And, yeah, he and he, you know, so I thought it was neat because, like, he's still, I'm assuming, human underneath his cool little robot head, and... um you know, he's like, you think he is though, or like, what's he hiding under there? I don't. I think it looks cool. I mean, that's my guess. Maybe it'll For it'll sure. be something else. But it like, kind of looks like it was ripped off from Dead Space. Yeah, I, I just liked how you know that you had those monsters like Mitty was, but in like some ways, Mitty retained her humanity. Um, you know, with being able to show affection and having, you know, some caring things and stuff while he is clearly just absolutely devoid of it. And I thought that was like a neat, I guess. Yeah. Where one person's lost their physical human body, 
but is on an emotional or like mental level probably more human than the person who's obviously lost their mind type of thing. And like Mitty uh, wasn't all there, so like her yeah, mind but more so like, than like emotionally, and she could show attachment, and you know. Yeah. So no, yeah, then the, I liked how uh, Nanachi. Uh, the one thing I will say for Nanachi is I, I liked her uh, survivor's guilt because I feel like that's something that doesn't get touched on in anime specifically. I think it gets touched on in in pop culture a lot, and in in you know articles that you read about people who survived nine eleven or survived these very like you know terrible things and they feel guilty about still being alive. But in anime, it doesn't get touched on that often. I I thought they did a really good job with that with Nanachi. I, I enjoyed how. She, you know, because she is alive, and to be to be honest, like an enhanced version of herself almost, because of Mitty and her her suffering or or her lack of humanity and or her lack of you know existing, I guess if you will, like as a person again. Like so, so I like how she was suffering so much from that guilt. I just, I just kind of want to go back to uh, like when we first met Mitty, like after they got into. Uh, Nanaji Shack. Uh Mitty, like when I first met when I first saw Mitty, it wasn't like I didn't see completely that Mitty was a completely like honestly the first time that I saw Mitty, I honestly thought it was uh it was uh Rico's mom. Like I was really like, yeah, because I did I didn't really make the connection with it being I didn't I had that uh the thought that it was meant to make them feel it was meant to make the the watcher feel like extreme dread and it was like the first time I watched it, the very first time I watched it I just had that complete and utter like I was I was fucking wrecked. Like I've I was drinking at the end of each episode because it was like, oh fuck. I can't watch this anymore. And like even when I realized that it wasn't Rico's mom, like I I think that was one of the reasons why I became so emotionally attached. Because it was this character that I thought was one of the main focal points, like the main reason why she's going down into this abyss has already lost her humanity and has become a blob and has become something that is inhuman and neither of them know. And I was just like, I like, I feel physically, I feel physically bad because of it. I'm going to go like, on a limb and say you're the yeah. only person who probably thought that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no, I had that thought because Mitty showed that attachment to Rico, right? So, yeah. like, before we know what happened to Mitty, Mitty was very attached to Rico, and I thought it could be because it was her mom. And I didn't know that this was a show that, like, kept going. I thought it was a one-shot, so I was expecting right. us to be wrapping up soon. And I was like, oh, my God, maybe this is her mom. How freaking terrible would that be? Um, and it was still terrible, but it wasn't her mom. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyone uh, have any more comments on on Mitzi or the uh, the final act before we get into our closing thoughts? And, oh, uh, yeah. Well, I got. Oh. 
just a really quick note. Sorry, it's just a Nanachi is, um, I guess, like a they. Their gender is never specified, and that's like no, it's a I she. Guess supposed to be intentional. No, according to no. the wiki, it is not. not. Her human, no, her human body was, and then like her uh, abyss, her abyss body is. Whatever. I don't. I don't. Gotcha. I think. I think it's them being vague. Um, the it just says their gender is ambiguous. Um, intentionally on those. Those wikis are just ran by like people like us, aren't they? So yeah, I, like, say, I think I think it's kind of in the same boat with um with the crossdresser person I'm talking about, like because there was some subtle hints where she probably was a girl because like she was blushing when Reg was getting way too close, or like a lot of just different occasions where she where the and Mitty was wearing a tube, a tube top the first time we saw her. Yeah, so I, I'm yeah. at a, a tweet from the author that says yep. uh, this Nachi is unknown. Oh, let's okay, imagine. Cool. I also think it's not that big of a deal. No, it's not. It's just no. A, I that's to... an interesting point, though. I didn't there. think about that. So you want to do final but... thoughts? Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, we, okay. We and then uh, when you do your final thoughts, we do a rating scale out of one out of ten. So just do your final thoughts and then rate it one out of ten. All right, yeah, let's start with uh, start with Cat. We'll work our way around. Uh, to be honest, the first, like, after watching it the second time and knowing what's going on, it was a lot more coherent to me than the first time I actually watched it where I was, where I was completely cap- captivated and was guessing everything. And it it didn't really take away from the show, which is a big plus for me, because if I see what's going on, I'm just going to skip through shit. And I didn't really want to. I wanted to sit down and watch the show. So honestly, I think my rating for this whole show in particular, like the first season in particular, is probably, I'd say, in a 92 uh, we, we all do fractionals. <laughs> I should have stated that. We it's, do, a, it's a decimal, decimal not a fraction. Well, you can you can technically make that nine point one fifths or something. I don't know. I'm just saying we do we do whole numbers. Sorry, I should have stated that numbers. earlier. So nine, nine. All right, nine. Thank you. Sorry. What about half numbers? We all do half numbers. No. No, oh, no do half do numbers. Do we do a mal grading scale? No, yeah, no, it's a, it's eight or a nine, eight or a nine. You know, there's no in between. There's no eight point fives because otherwise everything would be. Oh, eight. then you guys are not going to be happy with mine then. Probably oh, not. No, that's fine. Let's uh, but let's Man, uh, keep going group. around. Yeah. No, trust <laughs> me. I think I think you you're gonna be. Because uh... I was gonna add a point five, but I'm gonna be low now. <laughs> no, no, hey, you know, point five I think is supposed to round up to the next number, man. That's math. I wouldn't <laughs> worry pass. too much because I think uh, I think you're not going to be alone in this rating. Uh, but uh, let's uh, continue around the circle. Let's go, uh, Fatal. You're next. All right. Um, I went into this kind of having knowing a little bit of what was going to go on, but that really didn't take away from the enjoyment of it. I think the world, more so than anything else, was the best character in the show. Hands down, the Abyss was amazing. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to go with an eight out of 10. My only, the only reason I'm really dropping a little bit was because I didn't really get that emotional attachment at the end, but, uh, it was a wonderful show. I definitely recommend people watch it. All right. 
let's move on. Next up, I believe it is uh, Pete. All right. So I absolutely love the show. The only real issues I have are with some of the characters. But other than that, we didn't touch on it. But I think the music in the show is one of the best, if not the best, OST I've ever heard in my entire life. Kevin Pinkin is an absolute god. Uh, this The sound, the world building, the animations... Uh, 85% of the characters, I thought it was incredible. I think when it's all said and done, when I watch the movie and then when we eventually get season two, I think this is a really strong contender for getting into my top 10 of all time. So season one, I, I gave it uh, I had nine out of 10. Nice. Yeah, I, we didn't really talk much about the music, but I feel like that's one of those things that has been talked about so much and is pretty much universally agreed upon. You know, it's just just like how we universally agree that, you know, SAO is so good that. OK, um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but, you know, like it, it's universally agreed that the, the OST and the music in it is so perfect. It's the, the opening and the, the endings are nice and they make sense. They fit the world. Like, I think uh, I was going to just throw that out there at the end in my uh my closing thoughts but i think everyone generally speaking yeah i think everybody's on board that the music was pretty phenomenal like 10 out of 10 music yeah the the music music is 10 out of 10 yeah exactly i think almost anybody can uh that watch the show will agree with that uh all right let's go next on to uh smiley all right so since they're talking about bumping it up rounding up I'm going to say this is a 6 for me. Originally, I was going to oh say God, a 5.5. So 5. It was a 5.5 originally. But since we're not doing that, I'm going to bump it up, round it up. I will say, um, if I do end up watching this again, it's going to be the dub. Um, as far as, like, genre-wise, I love the genres. That's, like, my fav- like one of my favorite types of adventure. I love that type of stuff. But um, this, I don't know. I think what a big turnoff for me was the fact that there's so like i don't know not really so many just the fact rico with her shirt man i don't know i just i I was like no but i mean the things that saved the show for me was rag and um nino i think uh if i if i remember right that the girl rico 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 yeah no not rico um nino the one that saved her nanachi yeah rico is okay yeah, I she was alright. She was but, good. But um I think Nanachi and uh Reg for sure were kind of the saving points of the show for me. Alright, uh moving on. Uh Ty Fidu, you're up next. Uh I watched the show three times, like I said, in the last like two and a half weeks. Two of them were while I was working, so it was more listening to it. And originally I had rated a nine out of ten, but I think after watching this many times, it might be a ten out of ten. I'm definitely ready to see what's next. It feels like this is just the beginning of the story, or you know, if you were reading it, it would be like the epilogue or whatever. Like now the story's starting. Or the prologue, my bad. But yeah, I'd say a ten out of ten, I'll give it. Ten out of ten. Wow. High praise. I like it. All right, uh Miles, you wanna go next? Yeah, sure thing. So um I mean I really loved the show. Um I guess I'll I'll be an odd man out my favorite character was rico um sometimes she makes some pretty dumb decisions but i just love her desire for adventure i'm not a adventurous guy myself so i just sort of i don't admire that i thought the world was fascinating i wanted to know more about it um you know and even the episodes that i had problems with structurally they were still kind of i guess like page turners 
um, where I wanted to find out what was happening next. Uh, I'm going to give the show an 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be one of those uh, the odd man out, though. I, I'm glad to know that uh, I'm not the lowest score. Uh, I, I'm going to give the show a 7 out of 10 myself. I think we've... Uh, I've definitely uh, talked about where my problems are with the show. Like the art is fantastic, the the uh, music's fantastic, the the plot is very fascinating. The care, uh, the uh, the the abyss itself is just such a really well constructed like setting, and and the world building is really well done. It was mainly the characters for me that uh, that lost me. I was not as invested in the characters as I wanted to be. Again, maybe that's just me being uh, coming from my drama and rom-com background where i'm used to getting to know the characters a little bit better or uh anything like that but either way the characters just did not have the impact on me that i wanted them to which made the final arc not as impactful as i was expecting it to be especially considering again going in my expectations were to be absolutely blown out of the water to be moved to be you know like uh, when we look at animes of the year you know the recent ones at least devil man cryberry like that one was mind-blowing you know like the characters in that were just fascinating uh the winner of this past year demon slayer you know people say what they want about demon slayer but the characters are very interesting and driven and fleshed out like uh, and that's where this show lost me was with the characters so yes uh, seven out of ten was uh what i gave it uh in my eyes although uh i it, it's it's definitely a seven but i i was tempted to give it an eight when I, my first watch through um but yeah, I think that's all of us. So if we could just all say our scores one more time, and I'm going to do a quick average, uh, just to add a curiosity. Let's uh, let's go one at a time. Cat, what was uh, your score? I believe you gave it a nine. It was a nine, yeah. Nine, yep. All right. Uh, Fanny, I had an eight. An eight, yep. Uh, Pete, you had a, a nine. nine, I think. All right. Uh, Smiley, you had a six. A six, yeah. Yep, six. Um, and uh, Typeter, you had eight. I Ten. Think? Ten. Oh, it was ten. Yeah. That's right. You were the, you were way up there. Uh, Give it Miles, the respect it deserves. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, Miles, you were an eight, I believe, right? I was an eight. Yes, an eight, and then I was a seven. So that's fifty-seven combined points between the seven of us. That rounds our score out to an average of an eight point one, uh, or an eight point one four. So. Relatively speaking, compared to on Mal, it is an 8.81. So we've got some more, a uh, little bit harsher critics uh, mm-hmm. in this uh, chat compared to the general community. We've got like. two harsh critics and a bunch of people that actually have good taste. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got hey, good hey, taste. I don't know what I mean. Hey, well, we can't. Uh, we we can uh, see who has good and bad taste after a few more episodes. And I guess there's no better time than now to reveal the anime that we are watching for our second episode. Real quick, so before, Miles, before we do that, that, real quick, oh, before ahead. we do that, I just want to thank anybody who has, that was listening to this and that's still here. If you want to join in like our conversations we have, we have a discord. It'll be in the description below. Come hang out, talk anime, talk our book club. It's open to anybody who wants to join. And yeah, so the description will be in below, but Miles will be revealing our second uh, anime watch club show right now that we'll yes. be watching two weeks from now. So in two weeks, um, we will be watching uh, Princess Principal, which Ooh. is a yes. Um, and under the mal genres, it is action, mystery, and historical. Um, so um, this was my submission. Um, I found it by looking at various lists. Big. 
of underrated anime and averaging them and seeing which one appeared on the most one, and this was it. Um, it's about some girls who are spies in early 20th century London. So um, we will see, you know, what that has in store for us uh, in two weeks. Yeah, so, and now, knowing that, let's uh, go over as well what we're going to be voting on in our next session. So, uh, after this, we the way we do this is we, everybody submits a show, and we all take, to, uh, we vote for three shows, you know, first, second, and third place, first getting thir- three points, second getting two, third getting one, and the, the catch is you cannot vote for your own show, so this is how we decide what shows we're going to watch each week, or uh, every two weeks. That's how we got Princess Principal and Maiden Abyss. Uh, so now let's uh, go one at a time, reveal what we're nominating uh, for our next week so that our viewers can uh, maybe put in some input uh, themselves uh, in comments or whatever the hell they want to say. So, uh, uh, Kat, well, uh, what are you suggesting? I mean, you can keep it the same. There's no fucking Anbaka. It's been here for like fucking three days. <laughs> the third time. Third time. All right, gonna get go. it until it actually votes. Yeah, there you go. So Nambaka's uh, staying on, uh, staying on the ballot. What about you, Fatal? I'm gonna go with Anohana for the second time. I'm just, I changed it up for week two, and I think Anohana's a perfect one for us to watch. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I don't know what any of these are you guys are speaking of, so it'll be fun for me. Yeah, so you're gonna well then just vote for mine because it's the right one. It's a good show. My votes can be bought. You guys can message me. I'll take PayPal. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. This is this is how we're learning. We're learning. Uh, what our tastes are, and we're learning about different shows, like Princess Principal. There's no goddamn way I would have watched that show. The, just the title alone would have made me yeah, think it was a magical girl I've show. Never heard of that, so. I never heard it either, so exactly. I'm excited to give it a try. Based off the uh, the Mal synopsis that I read, I'm very excited to give it a, give it a watch. Uh, uh, so let's uh, keep moving on our uh, uh, on our name dropping of what uh, shows we're suggesting. Pete, what are you bringing back in? Mine, I am going with the one I requested last week, which is Asobi Asobase, which is if three girls to- told fart jokes for 12 episodes, it's a masterpiece of a comedy. <laughs> Cannot recommend it anymore. So Asobi Asobase is my recommendation, or my, my uh, uh, submission. good. It sounds funny as hell. I... I... <laughs> that's an exciting prospect. I like uh, I like that we're having so many different genres, but again, that's kind of, like I said, that's the whole point is that we're watching these different genres and experimenting, finding our new tastes. Uh, go ahead, Smiley. What's your suggestion? Um, my suggestion will be, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon or okay. otherwise known as Dan Machi? Dan Machi. Okay. I like it. That's, uh, we're definitely going to hold ourselves to one season of it. Uh, we can't we can't be expected to binge both seasons, but if we always want to come back to it, if that were to win, and then the movie too. Do. Do oh, that. there's a movie. That's right. That's right. Uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, no, it's always been on my plan to watch. I've just never gotten to it. I don't know why, because it's uh, definitely uh, one of those shows that's First kind of my good. Taste. There's yeah, also no, a side good. story. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's side true. That's, Sword Oratoria. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's not as good as that much. Alright, uh Typhon, let's uh let's go with you. What's your suggestion for I'll next week? I'll just throw no game, no life up there again. Okay. okay. No game, no life. Now that is a show. That's I still show. haven't seen it. I've been meaning to watch it, but I figure I'll throw it up there a couple times yeah. and see mm-hmm. if we do it. Oh yep. I'll uh, vote for you, you vote for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no buying you votes, not on the face. show. <laughs> you at least at, at least 
do it in fucking like secret or do it like without private without chat. Let us know. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like <laughs> I'm the person who tallies the vote, so I would appreciate if all cheating is done away from me. Uh, <laughs> Listen, there is no collusion. <laughs> oh my god! No. I wanted to get political here. None. No the collusion. Who tallies the votes? Whose show wins? Yeah. So funny how that works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I, he, I will vouch that he has sent me every single DM, and I have. I trust. Uh, yeah. I, he, uh, of course, he trusts us. Uh, well, until his and my shows win back and forth for the next three weeks. Uh, but uh, yeah. So, Miles, what's your show this week uh, to replace? princess yes um to replace princess principal i have a, a good friend who has been making me or telling me to watch this for a long time and i have not so mine is going to be uh bake monogatari oh okay oh my god oh, you're gonna make me watch it okay i was gonna say i, I tried to watch it i watched about five minutes of it once and i was just like i can't get into it yet. My i vote. need some time <laughs> to think no. and you know what though that's good and even though it's 15 episodes i think we can binge that in two weeks still oh, yeah. no, i'm no. gonna cry now <laughs> yeah that's not bad and uh, i've heard that there's some good waifus from that show so i'm excited that's true and uh there finally... are several good waifus, waifus for all of you motherfuckers that love idol shows yeah yeah no, everybody likes idol shows yeah, the, the, I don't think we have an idol viewer yet, but if they um, don't, so yes, don't we do. do. <laughs> please do not, please do not vote for an idol. Oh, show. God, I'm switching it. It won't win. It, I wouldn't I, do it because it wouldn't win. I'm not even gonna bother. <laughs> I mean, uh, Zombieland. No, Zombieland Saga, what, no. Zombieland Saga is probably the best idol show that I've seen, but I've only seen like three episodes of it, and yeah, then I stopped we're... because I couldn't get past it. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, but uh, we're getting off topic. All right, my final, uh, my recommendations can be the same one. Uh, I, I might uh, have a little bit of an unfair advantage because I see the votes, but uh, I, I'm going to stick with uh, Tadakun Never Falls in Love uh, or Tadakun Woshinai, something or other in Japanese. Uh, I love this show, and no one ever talks about it, uh, even rom-com people, even though it's rated pretty highly on Mal. Uh, so I am going to stick with it, and I am hoping that it gets through one of these days. But we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, I might have to switch it up next week if it doesn't win. But uh, for now, we're going to keep it there. So uh, other than that, I think we're all set. So 100%. thank you guys so much for uh, participating in our first ever anime club. Uh, or uh, anime watch party that um, Miles and I had talked about it for a few weeks and we're glad we were able to make it come together especially on uh, a platform that hopefully will get more and more people to join us and, and have our have fun with us. Yes, join debates. the Discord. Yes, join us. Join us. <laughs> join our cult. Uh, join our, our cult following. I know we were missing a, a few members too. Like It's not just us seven dorks there's plenty of other people that are that might be tuning in like you know it's not always going to be us seven so like there'll be weeks weeks where we're, we're not here don't feel and also don't feel pressured to join and then be in the call you can always just join us and listen and enjoy the discussion or uh debate with us or just stick around with us on our server which is just a ton of fun i i think it's a very pleasant place lots of fun good people everything it's uh, pleasant yada, yada, until yada. i start talking yeah true that yeah well i mean that's very <laughs> true but i i wasn't gonna say that <laughs> every um, server has one every server has to have that one guy and of course for us that's cat yeah. uh but, which, <laughs> but that's something you learn that's you know you you learn to uh i, I don't know you learn to like embrace the uh the chaos you learn to learn to shy away from the guy with thick demons 
Yeah, he's our he's our Chica. So there we go. Um, that's the best. Whoa! Way to oh, um, he's the chaos in our in our student council. So there we go. That's our. Um, I think we're gonna wrap up with that. I, I don't know what else to do. Oh, so Pete, good. let me let you end it. This is your show. Oh, I am yes. chaos incarnate. So yes, thanks again. Uh, links in the description will be below. And thanks again for tuning in. And if you made it this far, thanks a lot. And we'll see you next uh, in two weeks.